0: Hello! Welcome to the first episode of what will hopefully be an ongoing podcast. Let's hope this isn't a one and done. Um, I am Monique. I go by BeakX3 online. And if you're here, you probably already know that because I'm sort of expecting this to only reach uh, really those in my community who I've already spoken to about it. Um, but in case that's not the case let me just talk about myself Uh, very 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 quickly since I think being the host I should probably talk about why I want to do this and why I think I have any form of knowledge and passion to do this. Um, So nowadays I mainly stream on Twitch but I have always been online like my whole life, which is scary and probably awful and is probably going to bite me in the ass one day, but that's the simple truth. Uh, You know, I sort of started being online, like my first online account, like technically would have been like Facebook when I was like 10, but then I started being really public with like Instagram. I had my little, I want to be a YouTuber phase because I'm 13 and everyone did in 2013, okay. Um, But nowadays, or since 2018, um, mainly been doing Twitch, maintained my Instagram uh, for a very long time, probably about a decade now, which was very cosplay focused in my teen years, as that was sort of my thing back then. Um, But now it just sort of supplements my Twitch, where I just sort of play games and chat a bit of shite. Um, In terms of my personal, like, academic life, I study political science and international relations. I really enjoy research um particularly about media and culture and how that feeds into politics so that is sort of where all of this came from and also I just listen to podcasts so much I think it is such a great form of media even like video essays on YouTube just awesome like they it's like all I listen to and and I specifically say listen because I I don't No, the last time I have actually watched a video essay. I would love to do an episode about that. I don't know if it's just me. So please let me know if it is just me that I don't watch them. I have them on while I shower, while I do the laundry, while I cook, but I do not watch them, which is why I started listening to podcasts. Because I was like, why am I like I felt rude. I was like, I'm wasting this person's like editing effort. And then on top of that, when I tried to do my own video essay, I was like, fuck this, I just want to do a podcast. I just want to speak I don't want to have to edit it and make it like funny or you know all this all this sort of stuff so yeah that's sort of how we got here and I've been talking about wanting to do a podcast for months and months and months and months on my stream and I'm sure everyone is getting so sick of it also I've just realized that like my mouth looks super gross for anyone who's watching on video form which as I said why would you that shit's crazy have some water because I just had a coffee, so my mouth looks gross, and I apologize for anyone who would be watching so the question of this podcast this the name of this episode is can this podcast save the internet and the world or at least that 's what it is at the moment let's hope i don't change it by the time I upload this, but that 's the question, and obviously it's a bit of bit of exaggeration, love, but um yeah, I think that today I just sort of want to talk about why I phrase the question in that way I want to fully and more deeply introduce the podcast idea. I want to explain the name a little more, I want to kind of deep dive into my history and why all of this interests me. So today is basically just going to be like a full sort of encapsulation of what this podcast is going to be and who I am so you can get an idea if this interests you or not. So there this will probably be pretty boring for a start. There's there's no real research deep dives but if you kind of don't know what this is about and you would like to or if you're part of my community and you just want to support me then I would love for you to listen. Um, I also want to preface like my plan is to keep these like well under an hour I think like for me the sweet spot is like 30 to 45 minutes but I talk a lot but just like know that that is my intention <laughs> because I And see, this is where the talking a lot comes in. I'm about to go on a tangent, but like I have this thing where I hate when I cannot fully complete a podcast episode in one sitting, like it drives me mad. So when podcast episodes are like over an hour, I just get stressed and end up not listening to them. And in case there's any other like people out there who feel like that, I don't know if there is, but like if there is, I got you. Hopefully we'll see. But that, that's my plan, at least. I, I, like, barely scripted this, so it'll just be me running my mouth. That should be the only thing that makes it super long, so it should be all good. Okay, so in depth, what is this podcast going to be? I need, I need to not hit my desk, because I did that when I was trying to film my little YouTube video thing, and it made the audio so fucked, so I, I apologize sincerely for that. Um, okay, so the wonderfully woeful World Wide Web by Meek X3, is going to be definitely more focused on the internet but sort of about cultures within the internet, culture outside the internet, uh, broader society and its relation to the internet. It's a really big, vague sort of mishmash of society, culture, internet culture. Uh, pop culture, social media, content creation, uh, video games. It's sort of a big mishmash of that. And the reason is, is because I think that all of those things are sort of extremely intertwined. Maybe not so much stuff like video games, but you know, that sort of being my interest, how that relates to things like politics and pop culture is something that really, really, really interests me. Like media and pop culture and politics, is something that I've heavily been interested in researching in my degree. And my degree is about to be over and I want to channel that sort of desire I have to learn and spread information um, about how deep things like the internet can be. I think we sort of have this, this idea that You know, the internet is just the internet, but like the internet is such a reflection of our culture and society, and nowadays it is such an integral part of our culture and society, not even just in developed nations. I've done a lot of research on social media and internet usage in developing nations and how that is starting to grow as well and sort of shape an online culture there. Um, And that sort of stuff is just so incredibly interesting to me. One other thing that I really, really want to focus on in this podcast, and I just want to be very clear about how I'm going to focus on this, is I want to really focus on like the sort of political end on marginalization and marginalized groups and how people within those groups navigate the Internet and navigate different spaces on the Internet. Yeah, so... I want to be really forthright about like my political stance, and I would say that I lean quite left. You know, I'm an ally to the LGBTQIA plus community. I believe Black Lives Matter. Um, I will be voting yes on the Voice referendum that is coming up in Australia. Like, and. I truly seriously and genuinely do not believe that politics and your your political ideas and who you are and how you think can be separated from the way that you present information and the way you communicate information so I just want to make that extremely clear that my the way that I spread information the topics I talk about I would love to change people's minds about things. I, I would love to have that opportunity, but if you are a hardcore, strict conservative who believes that women are not oppressed anymore and that oppression doesn't exist within the gaming space for women anymore, or that, you know, trans people don't deserve rights and nothing will change your mind on that, then this is not the podcast for you. Like, I. If, if no one can change your mind on that, I don't want to give you a false sense of security here because I don't want to be platforming – I don't want to ever be associated with, like, online conservatism, just to, just to put it plainly. So that's just, like, a warning. Maybe for some people that's attractive. Um, I'm not going to be going around, I hope I'm not going around being preachy constantly, but I just want to make that clear because I think that the topics that I focus on are going to be difficult to separate from that sort of left-leaning politics of acceptance and empathy and equality Um, for people, no matter their demographic. That is something that is extremely important to me and that is something that I hope that this podcast that this podcast aims to contribute to. I want to talk about all that sort of stuff, and I I hope that by spreading information and by uplifting people and by talking to a lot of different people from a lot of different places that, that this podcast can have an effect, at least in that way, I apologize. Oh no, wait. Don't worry, my brain's turned off. Yeah, so in saying that. That made this sound super duper serious and and cranky and never fun. That's also not what I want this podcast to be. I want this podcast to be a mix both as a broader theme, but also within like episodes as well. I, I think that it is important to be serious about things, but at the same time, it is also important to have something that is digestible and fun and interesting. And sometimes it's nice to keep things light. So sometimes I'll delve into really serious stuff, sometimes I wanna delve into really light stuff that may not really matter at all and that is just dumb and I just wanna talk about it. You know, I, I want it to sort of be a mix of that. Again, I think that a mix is really important. So if you're, again, if you're just looking for like, comedy and la la la, and we're just gonna talk about fun stuff on the internet, it's probably not what it's gonna be. Same on the opposite spectrum. This is not gonna be every single time a completely serious, here are my peer-reviewed sources. I shouldn't say that because I would really like to mostly have peer But you know what I'm saying. Some of it will sort of be personal research and anecdotal and interview style stuff that may be a little more fun and light. I will do my best to be as accurate and find as many sources as possible. I'm going to try and link stuff like in the description of the podcast and stuff like that because again, sources are important. Um, but some of it will be like articles and Sort of think pieces as well, as opposed to just like here's a scientific article about blah 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 blah, blah Right? That's sort of what I'm trying to say. Um, and yeah, on the topic of interviews, I keep I feel like I've been peppering that in, but I haven't really been saying anything. I want, hopefully, at least fifty percent of the episodes of this podcast to hopefully be uh, interviews or interview styles. And the reason for that is because this is about exploring different parts of the internet and different parts of culture and i am just i'm just one girl and with a very particular set of experiences in certain spaces and i for the most part i want to do my best to authentically explore other parts of the internet and i think that involves having people who are different to me (laughs) on the podcast and not even just different to me in like a demographic sense like You know, I'm not gonna have, like, no white people on here because I'm white. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, everyone has had different life experiences and some of that is informed by your skin color, but some people are just on different internet spaces. Like, I'm not gonna, well, I was gonna say I'm not gonna do an episode of furries unless I'm talking to a furry. I still think it would be interesting to, like, deep dive into that even if I weren't able to get a furry on here. Because furry culture is mad fascinating. I know that everyone on my stream is going to rag me for that because everyone jokes about me being a furry. But I would love to sort of explore that. A la the Curtis Connor video about the ethics of cringe. Very good video. Very good video. Also love his podcast. He's like, his very, really good podcast. It's like the main podcast I listen to. It's funny. It's fluffy. It's funny. I enjoy it very much. But yeah, so I, I don't have anything lined up yet. I don't. Have anyone lined up yet? However, I'm very lucky to be in a position where I know a lot of people who do content creation and social media and do some really interesting stuff who I'd love to approach. And if you are someone I know personally or you are someone who's a really strong member of the community and you think that you could contribute in some way to some sort of topic, please hit me up. I am not opposed to you guys hitting me up and letting me know that you'd be interested in being on here and letting me know what you'd like to talk about. Because again, Everyone has a different set of experiences, and I want to learn about things and show people that knowledge. Okay, I hope that that sort of explains it. If you have any questions, please just let me know. Um, I don't know how podcasting works yet. In a sense, like, do I have a separate I have a social, social media account? I I guess I put a separate YouTube, and then I guess maybe I put a separate. Social media. I don't know. But in any case, if you can't find any social media for this podcast, just hit me up personally with questions. I I had this idea that like in the future, in the very far future, like I know I sound like I'm getting ahead of myself. It's because I am. I have this thing where I have to plan everything in my life for years on end. You know, nothing can just be spontaneous. So I sort of thought that if I ever did something, say like a Patreon, I would love to do something where I... Maybe comment on or address questions, concerns, and stuff like that in a podcast format, and have that as like a sort of like a bonus thing for extra supporters and stuff like that. Um, but for now, we're just chilling, just vibing here by ourselves. <laughs> so for now, just hit me up with any questions, and um, concerns, anything, feedback. I would be happy to hear it. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, so I want to unpack the name a little bit uh, and why I chose it and like why I chose the logo, which I kind of feel like I popped off on the logo. I am not really like a graphic-y girl, but I mm, I kind of feel like I popped off. So yeah, the name, the wonderfully woeful World Wide Web, got a little bit of alliteration going on. When I was coming up with the name, I was getting some like conflicting sort of like opinions and like it took me so long to record this podcast because I could not think of a name. And for some reason in my head, I was like, I cannot film or script anything until I figure out a name for this thing. Because in my head, I don't know, I was just like, I, I felt like I needed something really thematic that I could like go off and be like, okay, this is what my podcast is because this is the name. And like nothing was coming to me for so so long, the only thing that was ever coming to me was like Meek saves the internet, which I thought was cute or like saving the internet, braving the internet, all this sort of stuff. And I just, none of it like really clicked. I, I was talking about it on my Twitch and I was brainstorming ideas and people were like, yeah, braving the internet's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. You should go with that. And so I thought I was gonna go with something like that, like short, snappy, to the point. I just didn't like it and I couldn't get on board with it. And then it was literally that night It was that night that I had this like fucking like angels descended from heaven and just like whispered, the wonderfully wonderful, I fucking got the name wrong, the wonderfully woeful World Wide Web. And I was like, that's it that perfectly encapsulates what I want. It's whimsical, it's cute, it's alliterative. Is it short? No, and that's what everyone was saying to me. Everyone was like, you need to have a short podcast name. But I was like, this, it like ticks all the other boxes for me. So that's how I came up with the Wonderfully Woeful World Wide Web. As soon as I came up with the name, I immediately like created the logo and started like really seriously getting into it. Like genuinely the name was such a roadblock, but I'm really happy with it. And I'm happy with the logo. I think it's cute. Um, But what does it mean? Why did I choose that? Why is that what this podcast is called? I basically want to talk about how the internet, it's this thing that, like I said, it's so integral to our society and the future of our civilization. And I know that sounds like crazy and silly, like the internet being integral to human survival and over the next, you know, however long into the future. it really is. It has become such an integral part of the way we do everything. And I think that there is a lot of focus on, you know, the dangers of the internet, and I think that's important to acknowledge. But I also think that I want to, I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about how the internet can do so much good if we just do our best to, have it be good. That was, that was a sentence. I was passionate, sorry. So I didn't like think about what I was saying, but you know what I'm trying to say? We have the capacity as humans to make the internet such a good place. And I think that it, it being this kind of dichotomy of being so good, but being so bad is what I really wanted to reflect in my title, because at this stage, I think that's what it is. And I think we can do better. And again, I would love to sort of help the internet be better in whatever way I can by uplifting things that are wonderful and by addressing things that are woeful. Oh girl, that line. Snaps for that line. But that's that's basically it. I want I want to talk about the good and the bad and I want to overall improve the internet because I think we have the capacity to do so. And I think there's a lot of good things happening on the internet that aren't being talked about enough and a lot of bad things on the internet that aren't being fixed enough. So that's where this comes from. Um, in my little script, I sort of wrote an example, um, in terms of, like, TikTok, right? I think there is so much good that TikTok can do if we let it, in the sense that people are finding communities, people are finding livelihoods. There has been a TikToker that, as of recording, over the past couple days, I have been nonstop watching her TikToks. She is a beauty TikToker. I I will find her name because this is, like, important. Uh, To me. (laughs) To me in the past like 24 hours. So give me a sec. Um, Let me find her videos. Like I've watched and liked every single one of her videos. Her name is Lindsay and her at is Linz Makeup Looks. She's just such a good example of how great TikTok can be in my opinion in the sense that as a viewer like I found her and she's so funny and so bright and so interesting. She does these really creative makeup looks. That's kind of her thing Um, and she's very talented and very good at it. Um, And she just uploads TikToks of her doing these creative, cool makeup looks. But she has got this amazing community and it has given, it has like changed her life. Like so many of her TikToks are just her talking about how much her life has changed. And I think that is awesome. And I think those really niche, cool communities of positivity are awesome. Um, At the same time, there's a lot of negatives that are associated with TikTok and then just like short form content in general, things that are really real, like things like, um, and not just from TikTok, but all social media, like radicalization and how algorithms contribute to political extreme radicalization. Um, And then, you know, there's also people that sort of talk about how short form content is like destroying our attention spans and things like that. Um, which, based on some preliminary research that I sort of did, because I didn't really want to talk too in depth about this today, but um, I, based on preliminary research, I'm not actually sure if that's very factual at all. A lot of research seemed to suggest that attention spans aren't affected of, at all based on what social media apps you use. That was only a couple papers that I read, though. Again, maybe we can explore that further. Uh, But you know what I mean? I want to address the sort of good and the bad, and I think TikTok's a great platform to start on. I would love to do some TikTok stuff. I think that would be awesome. I've personally talked a lot about how on my stream I worried about the rise in anonymity online in the sense that, like, when I first started using social media, like, 10 years ago, like, your profiles were, like, public. Not public, but they were, like, you. Like, you had Facebook. That was you. Um, Instagram was you and like nowadays I feel like we've kind of come to this place where it's the opposite and like this sort of anonymity is more the norm with stuff like like TikTok like you you can be totally anonymous and behind anything you want and people on TikTok and kids on TikTok are fucking mean and I would love to explore if there's any empirical basis for that if it's just me that thinks that if there's anything we can do about that that's the sort of stuff I'm talking about for the bad and the good. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that that sort of, again, kind of expanded on what the podcast will be about for you a little bit. I want to move on now to talking about myself, which I seem to love doing because I overshare all the time. I'll try and keep that to a minimum on um, the podcast, but like no fucking guarantees at all. Uh, no, but I want to talk about like my history online and in gaming and stuff like that, because I think that gives a lot of context as to the issues I care about, particularly when it comes to stuff like being a woman in video games and being a woman in online video games. And yeah, my sort of attachment to content creation and social media and why it seems like I can never step away from social media. I'm always like, have these moments where I'm like, I don't need the social media validation. Like social media is dumb. It's not fun. I'm not going to do it anymore. And then I always go back because I'm like, social media is so fun. And again, it can do so much good. We just need to let it and we need to encourage that. And I, I come back and I'm like, I'm going to make content again, you know, because it's fun. And I like being creative and I like. OK. There was a tangent. I apologize. Let's actually let me have some water. I'm nearly out. OK. <laughs> OK. So. I've been gaming from a very, very young age. Uh, Like starting off, like my cousin gave me his old Game Boy and I got Pokemon Crystal. So I've always been playing Pokemon Crystal. First PC game was The Sims, the original Sims. Um, And I also played a bit of RuneScape as well. So like Sims was like my big PC game and then otherwise I liked Pokemon and like I loved my DS like as I grew like I'm talking when I say like young age I'm talking like three like I started playing The Sims when I was three my cousin would just like plot me on the computer and be like go have fun and I would just like watch the little people walk around um and as I got a bit older I kept gaming mostly in a handheld form I loved my DS still do I still have like my 3DS XL um from when I was like 13 I like still have that and I still play it And I love it Um, yeah that was my main thing was the Sims on PC and then like any fucking DS game I had so many fucking DS games it was ridiculous Um, and sort of in this age I'm thinking like 5 to 10 and maybe a little into like preteen that was sort of what I did Uh, in terms of my online stuff I was obsessed with YouTube I would just sit and watch YouTube like all freaking day. I would go on forums all the time. Oh my god, I was obsessed with forums. Anything that I was interested in remotely, if there was a forum for it, I was on that bitch. I was role playing. I was making signatures. I've talked about this on Twitch before. If anyone knows what I'm talking about you went there'd be like sig shops. Like, you know, like in a forum post at the bottom of the post, people would have like little pictures. That's a signature, right? And like, oh my god, signature culture. I can't keep talking because this needs to be a podcast episode we need to talk about like the early 2010s and like not even the early 2010s like forums still exist but I feel like in the early 2000s and the early 2010s like for they were so like prominent and really like I don't know like they were niche but also like it felt like a lot more people were on forums whereas nowadays it feels like people find their communities on major social media platforms maybe I'm wrong let's explore that later But yeah, that was what I was into. I also played a shitload of like Flash games and like online games, like, you know, like Moshi Monsters. I didn't really play Club Penguin that much. I don't know why. I think it's because I was so obsessed with Moshi Monsters at that sort of time period. Uh, Star Doll. Oh, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, Our World was another one I really loved. I think that was like less known, but I loved Our World. That game was so much fun. I'm sure there's others that I can't remember, but I played lots of those. I would love to talk about those on an episode as well once I was in my like early teens I got an Xbox 360 um, and I started playing loads of like quote-unquote real games um, like Call of Duty and Halo and stuff like that and I also started playing online PC games like uh, like TF2 and um, Gary's Mod, where I met all of my online friends and my boyfriend at age 12 (laughs) on Gary's Mod, by the way. Um, And that was where I started to really experience like being a girl on the internet and oh my God, it was awful and I think I was too young to realize how awful I was being treated. I don't think that's true actually. I remember when I was playing TF2 a lot, people would just treat me so, so terribly, and I would just like cry. Like, I was like 11 or 12. Like, I would just get so fucking upset and like have my nights ruined. But I didn't like understand why people were being mean to me. The thing is, I got bullied a lot at school. So I assumed that it was just like, a, I'm gonna get bullied wherever I go. And I put it down to that. And that may have had something to do with it. But like, most of the insults were related to me being a girl on Gary's Mod, on TF2, on Call of Duty, all that stuff. And I don't think that ever really sunk in for me until I was a little bit older and, like, kept playing stuff. You know, I maintained my online friendships with these guys, and we're all really great friends now. We meet up in real life all the time. Of course, I live with my boyfriend, who's part of that friends group now. And with them, I sort of started delving into even more online gaming as I got a little bit older. And, it yeah, it would just get, like, worse because... Not worse, I think it was just more obvious to me. Um, and more like frustrating because I was a little bit older and I recognized it for what it was and it just made me so angry. I was so lucky to have been raised in like with my family to never have been thought lesser of because of my gender. And like I got video games introduced to me. They never didn't want me to play video games because I was a girl. Like I played video games my whole life. My cousin, my male cousin introduced them to me, my dad. Would let me play battlefield with him you know so it was never something that I even conceived until I was a teenager and I was like wow people think it's weird that I play video games that's weird I've always played video games so yeah it really became obvious and frustrating to me as a teenager I think and then I started to try and find strategies to like bite back and I don't think that I think in the sh- in the long term that doesn't work. In the short term, it might get them to shut up a bit, but like in the long term, there needs to be real cultural change. And again, that's what I'm hoping this podcast can contribute to. Um, and throughout all these teen years, I I did like my little YouTube dabbling. Again, if you know, you know. If you've been um, in my community for like not even in my community, if you knew me like ten years ago, you probably saw them at some point. I am so sorry for that. Um, but yeah, I abandoned the YouTube stuff when I was like 18, actually probably even earlier, but like when I was like 18, I was like, I want to do Twitch and now I'm 23 and I still do Twitch and it's just sort of like a little thing I do. I feel like I have a nice community and we like chat about stuff and I play video games and like, I've met some cool streamer friends and like, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, it's not like a side hustle or anything like that. Like I got to have a job, but it's like fun and fulfilling And then sort of also throughout all of that, right, I was talking about YouTube, throughout all of my online sort of experience, I've also been doing cosplay quite on and off as well. Um, I still sort of do it now, not quite as dedicated as I was during my late teen years. Oh, God, if you met me as a late teenager and you knew how I was about cosplay, again, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that because holy shit, I would be like, uh, I think my anxiety needed something to channel itself into, and it chose that. (laughs) If one detail wasn't perfect, my day was ruined, my week was ruined, my year was ruined, and I made it everyone's problem. So I apologize for that. Alongside, obviously, doing Twitch over the past couple of years, I've been at university. I don't really think I need to go too much more into that, because I already sort of spoke about how I sort of came to the conclusion that this podcast was something I wanted to do. So my degree is political, it's a Bachelor of Arts, double major in political science and international relations. I find it really interesting. I find it fulfilling. I think it'll be really useful for my future careers. Careers? I mean, yeah, I guess careers. So I don't necessarily regret it at all. That's not really what I'm saying. However, I do almost wish that I did political science and communications or something like that, because I really think that media and political engagement and sort of like the intersection between digital media, traditional media, and politics is something that I'm really, really interested in, and because I didn't do that, (laughs) I'd love to go back one day and do a communications degree, but because I don't have any sort of, I guess, experience specifically in academia of looking at social media, I would really love to channel my sort of skills that I have in research and academics into this podcast, And sort of look at it all through that lens. Um, I always try and incorporate like social media or media or communication into all of my political science essays where I can. Uh, for example, I actually did a an essay on social media during humanitarian crises for my humanitarian class last semester. I was pretty proud of it. It was basically a discussion about how in, poli- in even like greater society but also in politics, we seem to like neglect the importance of uh, digital infrastructure, internet and social media. So I sort of used Japan in 2011 as a case study to talk about how useful social media was for them in getting help and not only just social media but also just like forms of digital media and like using their phones and all that sort of thing. Uh, and like Google and all these different internet access like what internet access sort of afforded them in that crisis Um, and I talked about how the only reason that was able to be useful was because they had the pre-existing digital infrastructure that facilitated that and we need to seriously for, for countries that are so crisis prone developed nations and nations that are giving aid really need to sort of take that into consideration when thinking about like resilience How can places be resilient if we're ignoring this sort of facet of, I I don't know, this really like strong way of communicating information and getting help and strengthening communities. So that, yeah, and I, I just love stuff like that. I think that that's a way that like that sort of stuff can be like really positively harnessed. And I would love to do more of that for this podcast. Because again, I'm graduating soon. I don't think I'm going to have a job in social media research. I mean, maybe I will. That would be really freaking cool. But I figured I can channel it into this. That's enough about, actually, that's not enough about me. (laughs) That's not enough about me. Because the next segment is one that I want to do every podcast. Because again, this is like about pop culture. And it's about me a little because you know i'm here and i'm i'm the host so i want to do at the end of every podcast because i'm done talking about the rest of the stuff so we're gonna do what i call meek's monthly pop culture wrap-up not talking about modern pop culture and all the stuff that's happening right now no 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 this is meek's monthly pop culture wrap-up and one thing about me is i'm never caught up I never know what the fuck is going on. I'm never watching the latest TV show. I am never playing the latest video game. Iconic movie that everyone's seen? I probably haven't seen it. But I want to talk about what I've been watching, what I've been reading, what I've been playing, what I've recently finished, and that sort of stuff. Uh, Partially as a way to like, you know, start some conversation about pop culture, but also to maybe hold myself a little bit accountable and be like, girl, you got to finish this book so you can talk about it on your monthly pop culture wrap-up. Yeah, that's this is going to be like the end of every... Let me know if you like this idea. If you think this idea is dumb and irrelevant to the podcast, that's totally fine and I probably agree with you. But I just thought it'd be like a fun little way to end things. I don't know. You just let me know. Let me know what you think. Hey, besties. It's editing Monique. And I'm just going to apologize real quick for the fact that i get very passionate about barbie here and hit my table I'm, I'm gonna figure something out for next time it won't happen again i'm sorry it sounds like shit. my bad okay let's talk about it so we're gonna start with z because you know what month it is it's august you know what that means end of last month barbie and oppenheimer came out oh by the way i should preface there is potential for spoilers for the monthly pop culture wrap-up So if I start talking about something that you don't want to know anything about because you want no spoilers, you can go. That's fine. This is the end of like the meaningful conversation. That's fine. Thank you so much. If you are going to go because you don't want Barbie and Oppenheimer spoilers, I probably won't really say anything about them, to be fair. But if you don't, that's fine. Totally get it. I get people who are like, don't want to hear anything about anything before something comes out because I'm like that. I'm especially like that with like video games. I don't wanna watch all the trailers. I don't wanna see all the stuff. I wanna be like surprised by everything. I found out, so Barbie came out on a Friday, I think, or maybe a Thursday, and I wasn't planning to see it until the next week. I basically made my boyfriend see it with me on the Saturday because I saw like a TikTok spoiler and it wasn't even like a story spoiler. I'll tell you what it was for anyone who haven't seen Barbie. And you don't wanna know, then goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. But it was literally just the fact that Ryan Gosling as Ken has a song. That's what the spoiler was. And I nearly cried. I was so upset. I was like, I didn't even wanna know that, because that would have been so exciting to find out on my own. So, like, I totally get it. Anyway, yes, so I saw Barbie first. I did not Barbenheimer. We wanted to, but my partner really wanted to see Oppenheimer on the big screen, and it was only showing like once a week on the big screen which I found really strange. Anyway, so we saw Barbie first and oh my God, what a fucking experience. What a fucking experience. Oh my, like that was not a movie, that was an experience. And like, again, I probably shouldn't get too deep into it in case I want to do a full episode on it, but like It was digestible feminism, and I think a lot of people have a problem with that, but I really liked it, because it is something that your dad can go see. Like, your dad, who's maybe a little bit misogynistic, can go see and be like, ah, I kind of get it, (laughs) haha, okay. You know, it is something that your boyfriend, who's, like, a mad feminist, can come see with you and still find digestible. I think that's okay. I think there is a place for really strong feminism, and there is a place for really digestible feminism, and Barbie and digestible feminist, like, that's- that's the combo, baby. That's, that's the... Mm, mm, that's, like... That, I, th- I thought it was great. I understand the criticism. I do. But, like, I thought it was great. It, uh, it just dealt with so many modern issues in such, like, a tactful, funny, fresh way. Like, male radicalization and, and, and just everything. Like, you should really go see it. You should really go see it. Um, Oppenheimer. The thing about Oppenheimer is that... I think if you know too little about the history with Oppenheimer, you'll just be confused. If you know too much, you might get a little bored. Like I feel like a bunch of stuff like, you know, with my degree in international relations, this is the kind of shit I have to learn about for like class, right? Like in modern history and stuff like that. So I didn't know all the intricacies of Oppenheimer, but I knew like the politics around the situation and I knew like some of the cast of characters that were gonna be in it. Like I know a lot of people were like surprised that Albert Einstein was in the movie, because, yeah, I don't know. I guess people think him of, of him as, like, older than the 30s, which makes sense. Um, but, like, I knew he was going to be in it. I At the end when they were talking about uh, in the courtroom when they were like, oh, some fucking guy is trying to make a political name for himself, I immediately was like, oh, JFK, cool. But, like, I feel like some of the, like, exciting stuff wasn't as exciting for me, which is, like, whatever. Um, but it was still, like, a great movie. It just wasn't, like, an experience like Barbie was to me. I know loads of people who are saying the opposite. And that's fine. It's the beauty of pop culture and cinema. Um, but people who are like, think that Barbie's like hyper feminist and like anti men are just cringe losers. And I don't even want to get into that dialogue. Cause it's like, again, that was the most digestible feminism ever. If you think that is like hyper like a feminine, like a hyper feminist man hating hellscape, then how badly do you hate women? <laughs> What do you mean? It was so simple and digestible and, like, to the point. I don't know. I think people, I think people like that miss the point of the film. Uh, in any case, TV show, I don't have much to say. I think the last TV show I finished was season two of White Lotus, and that was a very long time ago. That was, like, months ago. I am actively watching The Boys, but I'm not, like, finished it. Like, I'm at the end of season two. Um, but White Lotus season two is really good. If you haven't watched White Lotus season one or two, you should um just like really really interesting sort of like not I was gonna say think piece which is like not the right word but like uh there's a word that I can't think of right now but like like an observatory kind of way on like adult relationships and just like flawed flawed people um and yeah I just I thought both seasons were really interesting season two was particularly interesting with like the character dynamics I really liked it Highly recommend. Um, Video game, okay. So as of recording this, the last video game I finished was Assemble With Care, which I actually streamed. um, And it was like an hour and a half game. And I love games like that. Like you just dip into a nice little story and then you move on with your life. Um, And Assemble With Care was like really fun and simple. If you watched me play it on stream, you've literally watched me play the whole thing. So you probably don't need to play it because the gameplay is not particularly interesting. Like it was like a movie, it was like watching a nice little movie. Um, but it was, it was fun, I liked it, it was good. And book, last night, literally last night, I finished The Steal by Mark Bowden and Matthew Teague, I think are their names, um, which was about the 2020 election in the US, which I am so interested in studying. It's just like such a politically interesting time. And a political an interesting political event with like real ramifications. And it's really scary, but at the same time, extremely interesting. So I read a lot about that. Like half of my nonfiction books are about that goddamn election. Half of my uni assignments are about that goddamn election. It was just such a crazy, interesting, scary time. And I'm sorry for people who actually had to live in that country during that time. And even now, because I think there's still consequences from that. From afar, as a spectator, I think it's important and interesting for me to learn about. So, um, yeah, it was it, it was a really interesting book. It was like really personal accounts of individuals who were working within the election space, particularly at like local and state levels. So, and it really delved into like their personal lives and thoughts. So, it had people who you know thought that there was election fraud and who were like fighting for their country and all this sort of stuff. But then it also had the opposing of perspectives of people who were, you know, for example, Trump voters themselves, but who didn't believe there was fraud and they were just trying to certify a legal election. Um, that And yeah, it was this really interesting. It was completely different to what I thought. I thought it was just going to be like information about that sort of, Stop the Steel campaign and all that shit, but it was just really interesting personal accounts of individuals that I otherwise wouldn't have heard of who were involved in that campaign, either for or against it. So yeah, very interesting and I do recommend. I read a split of fiction and nonfiction uh, and I also try and do that with TV shows. I really like docu-series and stuff like that. So hopefully it'll be interesting for you if you're into sort of nonfiction um, in general. But yeah, that was my little monthly pop culture wrap up. Sorry, that was pretty long. Give me some feedback on that as like a section. Let me know. But that's, I'm at like, what, 44 minutes? That's like exactly what I wanted, I think, right? I said 30 to 45. We're coming up on 45. I am giving myself a pat on the back right now. If you are watching like the video, then you know. (laughs) But I just wanted to enunciate everything for you if you're listening to the audio. Uh, but, yeah, that was the little introductory episode for the wonderfully woeful World Wide Web with me, MeekX3. Um, I, I don't, as of recording this, I don't know if I've set up any social media for the podcast. If I have, I'll be sure to link it. That I mean, like, that's the name there. I assume I won't change it for any of the social media. But otherwise, for now, I'll also be posting about it on all of my social media, which is MeekX3, I have Twitch, I have Instagram, I have TikTok, I have YouTube, and I have threads. I have it all. So yeah, if you want to hear more about this podcast, if you want to watch me play some video games, see some cosplay, all sorts of shit, then you know where to find me. Yeah, I would really love feedback, questions, comments, anything, whether you send that to me personally or if, you know, if I put this on YouTube, if you want to comment it, anything like that, I would love to hear it. Um, hopefully next episode will be an interview at the moment. I'm going to go with a monthly schedule just cause I'm at uni and we're testing the waters. This might be, there might never be another one of these, you know, you never know. This could all disappear off the face of the earth. We will see. But I, like I said, I really want to have lots of interviews. So I'm going to try and organize, um, an interview hopefully for the next episode. Um, would love some episode ideas as well. If there's anything you're interested in, hit me up. But um, yeah, we'll finish up there. I'm going to roll my little outro music right now. And I will see you guys. Uh, yeah, hopefully next month. Thank you so much. See you later.